Now, so we're going to now move to our second part, which is what? Believing is seeing. Last Sunday, we spoke about the where and the, I was hoping you would help me. <coughs> the where and the what of what to believe, right? The where, where do you believe? What did you say? Where do you believe? In our hearts and our spirit. We believe in our what? Spirit. Why? Because what? John 4, 24. God is spirit, right? So I believe in my spirit because to contact God, I can only do that through my spirit. I don't contact God in my head. I can't understand his ways. I can understand revelations that he shows me, but I cannot understand his ways. Because he says his ways are not my ways. Or his ways, not my way, or his ways, not my way. So in the same way, I, I, I have to relate to him. I have, you see, I have to relate. It's just like when you go into an OR, operating room. Before you go in, you've got to do what? Huh? Prep. And part of the prep is what? You got to wash your hands, right? You got to wash your hands, scrub. Scrub yourself. You don't just walk in. So there is a methodology to access the OR. Amen. I mean, you're a doctor, but you don't just walk in and say, yeah, yeah, I'm doctor, so, so, so. And you walk in, no. Everybody. You've got to go to the prep room. Wash, scrub. Yes, and then from head to toe, you, you gown up, done. But then when you scrub, you don't put your hands back down like this. You hold them up this way. Because... The, you want the water to what? Drip to the sides, not go back to where you washed already. So you wash and you go up. You don't wash and you go down in preparation for going in. Now, so, because you're preparing for the OR, you're not trying to create more infection for the patient. You don't want your normal bacteria to become the disease-causing bacteria on the other patients, the patient that you're trying to help. So you have to scrub. You don't say, I'm so experienced a physician, so I don't need to do that. There's no such thing. So in the same way, to access God's OR for miracle signs and wonders, I've got to clean up holiness. Then I've got to guard myself in the Holy Ghost. I've got to soak myself in the blood of a lamb. And then I'm going up. I'm not going down. And I raise my hands to worship him. I don't put down my hands. And then I can go in so I don't create more problems than before. Because I'm expecting a miracle to happen to me. Can you shout praise the Lord somebody? So we're walking into God's OR this morning. Everybody. And we're expecting miracles to happen. By the time the Holy Ghost gives us anesthesia, he walks on us, he walks in our hearts, we'll come out of the room happy and walking on our two feet, not on a... Amen? I said amen? How many of you are in church right now? Amen. You're ready to go. How many shall I praise the Lord? Amen. Now, our subject then this morning is the how. We have done the where, my heart, what, we said is a word, and it's also the, the word, and also, hey. ah, yeah, 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 yeah. We said it's the word, both the written word and the spoken word, right? And what else? What else? You were in church. You were making notes last Sunday. I saw you. Huh? What's the next one we said? Did you hear any word called inspiration? Ah, that was last Sunday. <laughs> Amen. So there's a where in my heart. In my spirit, right? right? And then there is a what, right? What is it I believe in? What did we say? Is a word, both the written and the spoken. And then we said also inspiration. 
that moves me up like this, that shakes me up, that gets me beyond the problems, and causes me to believe God beyond what I see. When inspiration hits you, you don't think. When the anointing hits you, there's no room for thinking. You just believe like a zombie. When the Holy Ghost knocks you out, I'm telling you, when that Holy Ghost anesthesia hits you, you don't have no room thinking about somebody else. All you want is your miracle right there and then to be done for you. Can you shout praise? That's why inspiration is so important. Sometimes the reason you're able to remember your last name is because inspiration hasn't come yet. When that inspiration of the Holy Ghost hits you like the day of Pentecost, you're going to be walking around like a drunken person. You don't care who hurts you. You don't even care who said what. You don't even care nothing. All you see is the Holy Ghost. All you see is his power. You see his anointing. You see his healing. You don't see nothing else. You are laser focused on the person and the glory of the almighty God. inspiration. That's what the Bible says in 2 Timothy 3.16. We've looked at it last Sunday. Each and every word of God is God-breathed. God-breathed. God-inspired. It's got a, the nature of God in it. In 2 Peter chapter 1 verses 3 to 4, it says wherefore what? Are given unto us what? Exceeding great and what? Precious promises. That by this ye shall be made what partakers of the what divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world to lost. So the word is supposed to give me, make me, flood me, fill me, cause me to be what a partaker of the nature of God. Nature of God holiness, nature of God worship, nature of God divine health. The word, that's why I said in Psalm 107 verse 20, the Lord did what? Sent forth his word and he did what? He left them all and delivered them from all their destructions. That word is got it. So when Satan comes against you, Satan, you can say like Jesus said in Matthew chapter 4, Satan, it is written. It is written. And that word, it is written, means that it was written before. The results happened before, but the benefits of the results extend to the now. Because he's using a perfect tense in the Greek. He says it has been written and it stands written. Man shall not live by bread only, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God that a man live. Word has life. So that's the what of my faith. The what of my believing. Now he says, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that what? Believe in all things. Healing, deliverances, casting out devils, being happy in the midst of crisis, all things. Everything. You can jump when you're broke. He said, if thou canst believe, all things are possible. When you get inspired, I'm telling you, when you get inspired, you'll be running around Houston praising God. People are going to be saying, what went wrong? You said to them, no, it's what went right. Everything, something went right. Did you get a, did you win a lottery? No, I'm just enjoying the Holy Ghost. Called a friend of mine yesterday and I said, hallelujah. He said, oh, did it, is the deal done? I said, what deal? He said, well, the way you should be praising, I thought the deal was done. I said, the deal has always been done. Because I'm enjoying my Jesus. I'm enjoying, I'm screaming for the Holy Ghost. He don't have to do nothing for me to praise him. He don't have to, look, he don't have to do no next miracle. I just enjoy worshiping him because that's what the word says. Shout praise the Lord somebody. I'm not waiting for the next miracle because before I smile. I'm not waiting for the next miracle before I shout hallelujah. Are you waiting? No, you don't have to. 
inspiration makes you so inspired, so inspired that you are sustainably happy when everything around you is falling apart. Did you hear that grammar? There's a lot of grammar in there. Amen. I said amen. amen. Okay. All right, so, so today is what? What did we say? Today is, today is the how. How do, I, how do I make this happen? Pastor, what's the practical of this? What's the practicum? How do we apply? Applied sciences. Applied bibliology. Applied theology. Applied Greek. Amen? How do I apply this? Okay, let's go to Luke's Gospel, chapter 11. Luke's Gospel, chapter 11. You can screen that. Luke's Gospel, chapter 11, from verse 5. Luke's Gospel, chapter 11, from verse 5. Are we there together? And he said unto them, uh -huh. Which of you shall have a friend and shall mm -hmm. go unto him at midnight yep. and say unto him, mm -hmm. Friend, let Lend me three loaves, for a friend of mine in his journey is come to me, and I have nothing to set before him. And he from within shall answer and say, Trouble me not, the door is now what? Shut. And my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give thee. I say unto you, though he will not rise and give him, because he is his friend, yet because of his importunity, he will rise and give him as many as he needeth. Because of his importunity. The Greek description of the word importunity is shameless persistence. Ma, ma, ma. Because of his word. Shameless persistence. Can you screen that phrase for us? Shameless persistence. Because of his shameless persistence. The man is not ashamed to wake his friend up at midnight. The man is not ashamed to ask for three loaves of bread only. The man is not ashamed of what it would take to go to his neighbor's house to ask. The man is not defeated in asking. He is shamelessly persistent. He is not giving up. He is not surrendering. He wants the three loaves of bread. Shameless persistence. Verse 9, I say unto you, ask and he shall be given. In other words, continue to ask and he shall be given to you. Continue to seek and he shall find. Continue to knock and he shall be opened to you. For everyone that continues to ask receives and he that continues to seek finds. And he who continues knocking shall have it open. If your son will ask for bread, would you give him a stone? If you ask for fish, will you give him a serpent? Or if you ask, if ask for an egg, would you give him a scorpion? If you then been evil, know how to give such good gifts to your children, how much more shall the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? Amen. 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 I said amen. amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Now, so in dealing with in, 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 the, in, the, in the how, how do I deal, how does my belief thing work on a daily basis? How do I make this belief thing work on a daily basis? Right? The first thing that we're getting to know is the understanding that I've got to have shameless persistence. If it don't happen today, it's going to happen tomorrow. If it don't happen tomorrow, it's going to happen next week. If it don't happen next week, it's going to happen the week after. But I cannot... Allow the enemy to get me on day three. Just because it hadn't happened yet. Shameless persistence. So Jesus is teaching here. He said you can't quit. Keep asking. Keep knocking. Keep on keeping on. So I must be in a mind frame that this journey is about shameless persistence. No shame. Tell somebody no shame. In asking God for anything, no shame. Come on, say no shame. Sometimes you feel defeated, but no shame. 
Shameless perceived. You need your healing. Forget about shame. Everybody got a problem. Wait till you hear their problem. Are you with me today? I mean, the shame, shame says, hey, look what you got. Look at your problem. Hey, you the only one. No, I'm not the only one. There are people with worse problems than I have. I heard the testimony of a, of a Catholic nun yesterday. She was, she was, um, she, her story goes like this, that she has been in Latin America in the mountains ministering to those people for the Catholic church. Her salary per year, her allowance, anybody guess? $300. For the whole year, $300 to serve God. Then once a week, she can go with the cattle truck to access the city. If she misses that once a week transportation from the mountains, that's it. It's going to be another week, once a week only. And she is in the back of the truck with animals, animal transportation. That's the only means of transportation. And she's still serving the Lord. She's Canadian. Three weeks after she was posted into the United States, she had a heart attack. She's 77. Ten days after that, she had another one. She had to have a stent. After surgery and after the stent was placed, she still went to serve the Lord, and she's back in the mission field here in the United States at $300 a year, and she's still waiting for her green card at 77. You understand what I'm saying? And, and, and so I'm, I'm thinking, Lord, but this is not fair. This lady has given everything to serve you. She's $300 a year by 12. That's about what? Is it $25? $25 a month? She said, well, they provide housing, they provide. So what? But, I'm, I'm, but her faith is not moved. She is persistent. She is shamelessly persistent that God called her. That's why it's good to know who called you. You better be sure. And just go around and say, God call me, God call me, shut up. I'm telling you, when some demons just fly in the air, say, ah! Paul, we know, Jesus, we know. Who called you? Sunday school teacher was preaching this morning. She said, you better be called, Pastor, you better be called. And I agree with that. You don't know how many times I had to ask God, God, did you really call me? Did you really? Did you really call me? Praise the Lord. Okay. Now, there are three-point approach that I'm going to share with you right quick. Three-point approach to the how. Okay? Three-point approach. Number one, the spirit approach. Number two, the mind approach. Number three, the body approach. First Thessalonians, right? 523. We know that scripture, right? Hmm? Okay, all right, please go to First Thessalonians 5. Are you all with me this morning? Every scripture I give you, you just seem to just be looking at me like that. All right, First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. So we say we're going to approach this how? How? Spirit, mind, soul, soul, and body. So those are the three approaches we're going to take, okay? Quickly, praise the Lord. All right, uh, what's that scripture? First Thessalonians 5. And the very God of peace separates you, sanctify you, what? Holy. Uh huh. Pray God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved, blameless under the come of our Lord Jesus. Does that make sense? So you have a spirit, you have a body, you have a soul. Does that make sense? Each of those areas got to be involved in this believing is seeing. Anyone you leave behind is going to be a problem for you. If you leave your mind behind, mind is going to be a problem. If you leave your body behind, body is going to be a problem. And I'll tell you what part of the body needs to be involved. If you leave your spirit behind, spirit is going to be a problem too. But the beginning of my spirit is that I must be what? I haven't given you the clue. You're still looking at me. I must be what? Beginning of my spirit. 
I'm also born again. Right? That's the beginning point with my spirit. I'm also born again. So I can connect with God because all of us are born into the nature of sin. So my first first entree, my first entering into the world of spirituality is a, an experiential relationship with Christ. There's no bypassing that. That's where I start. Okay? Now, that's my spirit. Now, it also says in John chapter 6 and verse 6 to 3 that God is, no, 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 that what? The words that I say unto you, it is the spirit that quickeneth, notice, it is the spirit that what? Quickeneth, the flesh profited nothing. See that scripture? The flesh profited nothing. The words that I say unto you, they are what? Spirit and they are life. So, my spirit involvement must mean that the words that I receive from the Lord, that are spirit, I can't receive them in my head. I can't receive them in my head. I have to receive them where? In my spirit. Now, in Proverbs chapter 18, if you go with me, Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 14, Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 14. The spirit of a man will sustain his infirmity. Okay. By the wounded spirit, who can bear? Okay. The spirit of a man will sustain his infirmity. Did you see that? Huh? Okay. The spirit of a man, your spirit, your spirit walks you, sustains you through periods of sickness. Not your body, your spirit first. Your spirit refuses to quit. And when your spirit refuses to quit, your body must recover. It must return to what your spirit is believing for. So, in the spirit realm, I must receive word in the spirit. The how. I must receive word in the spirit. Get my spirit ready to receive word in the spirit. So that my spirit will sustain me in any type of disease or affliction or psychological trauma that gives me weakness. Amen. In Romans chapter 12, Romans chapter 12, can we read verses 1 and 2? Can we read that together? Romans 12, 1 and 2. Yes. Brethren, mm -hmm. by the mercies of God. By the mercies of God that you do what? Present. present. Your body. Everybody say present. present. Present my body as a what? Living, a live sacrifice. Holy. Holy. Acceptable. Clean. Inacceptable unto God. God, which is my divine logical service. Amen. Holiness unto him. Divine logical service unto him. And then I should be not what? Conformed. Don't be like the world, but be what? Transformed. Conformed. How? By Renewing my mind. My spirit will sustain my infirmity. My mind needs to be re renewed. How? Pastor, how do I do that? Renew your mind. Metamorphose your mind. Renew my mind after Christ. Because the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 16, if you look with me, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 16, what does the Bible say right quick? Uh, uh, taking too long. For who had known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have what? We have the mind of Christ. Can you say, praise Lord, somebody? Say, I have the mind of Christ. Do you have the mind of Christ? Who has the mind of Christ? Amen. Now then, in Philippians chapter 2 from verse 5. Philippians 2 and 5. What does this say? 
Someone read verse 5, another verse 6, another verse 7, another verse 8, another verse 9, another verse 10, another verse 11. So everybody gets to read one verse. Let this mind be in you. Let this mind be in you. Which was also in Christ Jesus. Which was also in Christ Jesus. Uh-huh. Who being, did you see that? He said, he said, let this mind be in you. You know, we talk about the mind, right? Let this mind be in you, which was also what? In Christ Jesus. Okay? Who being what? In the form of God, thought it not what? Robbery to be equal with God, but what? Made himself of no reputation. Right? And then what? I'm found in fashion as a man. He humbled himself and became obedient unto death. Even the criminal death on the cross. Verse 9. Wherefore God had so highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every other name. That at the mention of the name of Jesus, every knee, every should, knee bow. should bow and every Take tongue should confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. I thought you would shout amen. amen. Now, so I stand from my spirit. Now, Romans chapter 10, right quick. From my spirit, Romans chapter 10, from verse 8. Romans 10, we'll come back to that scripture in Philippians chapter 2. Yeah. Yes. Romans chapter 8. 10 and 8. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, the word is not Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Go ahead. If thou shalt confess with the mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in the heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Go ahead. With the heart man believe it unto righteousness. With the mouth confession is made unto possession. So with the heart we do what? We believe. With our spirits we believe. With the mouth, we confess. The mouth has to do with the body, right? Okay, mouth has to do with the body. So first, I preserve myself holy unto the Lord, and what I say must bring life. But let's leave that for a moment. Let's go to spirit and mind. Right quick, we've been working on that, right? And in verse, in Philippians chapter 2, it says, To let this mind be in me, which was also in Christ Jesus. When I let that mind be in me, I will not be worried about my reputation. Said the first sign is that my reputation doesn't matter anymore. Right. Amen. When you go to the clinic, they will ask you what, what symptoms, what complaints you have. Your complaints tell the doctor, will tell me what kind of problems you might likely be facing. Symptoms and signs. The signs is what I examine. Symptoms is what you tell me. So what I examine matches what you're saying, then I know what you say. If it doesn't match, I have more questions. Can you shout him at somebody? Amen. Now, so in the same way, what is a symptom that shows that the mind is still walking and alive and is not ready to surrender? You are worried about everybody that talks something about you. That's a sign that your mind is still wide awake. It's not slept yet. We talked about anesthesia this morning for surgery. I mean, we'll put you, we'll put, we're trying to put you under the knife, but you're not ready to sleep. Every time we're trying to do the surgery, ah, leave me alone, yeah, leave me alone. There are people like that. Can you shout praise Lord somebody? Now, so my mind needs to be the mind of Christ that I already have, so I now implement the mind of Christ's ministry in me. Need my mind to be like Christ. One chick turned the other. It's not easy. I'm preaching it, but I know it's not easy. Because sometimes I've had to also refuse to turn the other chick. Even me who is preaching. I'm telling you right now. And I said, Lord, please forgive me because the other chick, I don't know where it went. I didn't find it. 
But Lord, have mercy on me. When next? I would know better what to do. But then when I go back, I said, Lord, make sure next time it doesn't ever happen like that. So there's no exposure to another chick. It's not easy. Amen. But then, the Bible says, that reputation thing, that egotistical portion of me, that is sensitive to being hurt. It's the one sign that is gone, is crucified, is that when I'm hurt, I can manage hurt better without fighting the whole world. I know you're that quiet because you understand what I'm saying. You have experience, and I have too. Amen? Now, when your mind, your mind, your mind is always boom, 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 you create what is called psychosomatic symptoms or illness. Mind to body illness. Sometimes you go to the clinic and the doctor can't find what is wrong with you. But you feel something moving in your body. Doc, I feel it. It's moving. And you can prove it. You even feel some pain, you can prove it. There's pain all over your body. There's no elicitation of pain in the clinic. No doc can find it. Your mind. Your mind. Something going on there. Somebody hurt you. Sometimes the doctor's preaching, don't eat this, don't do this, don't do that. And if I was in the clinic, I'd be laughing because I know it's not the food sometimes, it's the mind. Yeah, the mind telling the nerve, act up. <laughs> act up. Then the, the, the nerves go to the kidneys and say, wake up, do something. I don't like what's going on. Why do you have blood pressure? Why is it so high? Why is it so high? I challenge you when next you go to the clinic, especially if it's psychosomatic, sit down when your blood pressure has been taken. If it's a little high, Take a moment. Stop thinking about yourself. Stop thinking about a clinic. Stop thinking about a doctor. Stop thinking about any problem that you have. Take a deep breath and relax. Take that. Close your eyes. Say the Lord is good and his mercies endure forever. Watch that blood pressure drop. Amen. So how do I cause my mind... Therefore, not to act up. Philippians chapter 4, from verse 6. Be anxious for nothing. Be worried about nothing. Stop worrying because when you keep worrying, your mind stays awake and your mind keeps opening the door to answer the word of the Lord even with anxiety. Peter, the Bible says, Peter, when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he saw the mind told him, man, you're dead. You're living dead. I'm telling you, you're gone. You're a goner. The mind told him this is all over. He saw, he forgot Jesus, that Jesus was right there. When the mind is overwhelmed, the mind forgets that there's divine intervention. There's a miracle about to happen. The mind forgets that God Almighty is about to set you free. God set you up for a miracle. He did not set you up to fail. He set you up for a miracle. Did I hear somebody shout, oh yes. But that mind must have some anesthesia. It must be brought to a calming point where it is not agitated. And what agitates the mind is anxiety, the Bible says. Even in Matthew's gospel from chapter 6, Jesus is preaching from verse 24. He said, take no thought. Stop thinking. Stop worrying. About what you eat or what you drink. Because the moment you do that, you will not hear from me. Take no thought. Stop thinking so that I will speak to you before your thinking starts. 
I want my word to get to you before your thinking be clouds the miracle. I want my word to get to you quick. Isn't that why we're fast? That's why we're fast to be quiet. But I'm telling many people fast and they can't be quiet anyway. Gets worse. Sometimes. So in, in, in Matthew's gospel chapter 10 from verse 19. He says when they persecute you and they bring you before all this person. Don't you worry what you will say. Don't you think what you will say. He says stop thinking. Because when you start thinking you will not hear from me. The thinking when it takes control. The mind takes control. What does the mind produce? Anxiety. Anxiety will not get you to faith land. The how is faith. And without faith in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6, it is impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So he says, without faith you are not making me happy. I'm not happy with you because you are not trusting me by faith. You're listening to emotions, your feelings, your thoughts, your imaginations, the things that come to your head and you're afraid. But I said to you that in the spirit, somebody say in the spirit, in the spirit in 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 7, I have not, I have not given you the spirit of what? Fear. Anything that makes you afraid, it's not of me, God. If your body makes you afraid, if sickness makes you afraid, if a doctor makes you afraid, you need to turn the fear around. You may not know what to say, but the Spirit of God is about to give you a word, a rhema in that situation. And that word is full of the inspiration of God. That inspiration is going to lift you up above that problem. And you'll be able to walk on the problem instead of walk under the problem. Too much thinking. Too much thinking. Okay, yeah, yeah, but, but Pastor, I can't help thinking. Okay, let me tell you what to think about. Philippians chapter 4 verse 8. Since you must think, let's go to Philippians 4 verse 8. Finally. Finally. Brethren. brethren whatsoever, whatsoever things, things are, are, true, are true. Whatsoever things are honest. honest whatsoever things are just, just. Whatsoever things are pure. pure whatsoever things are lovely, lovely. Whatsoever things are of a good report. Good report. If there be, if there any, be any virtue. And if, if there, there be any praise. Think, think on these on things. things. Ha! You want to think? Philippians 4.8. That's what to think. He didn't say think why me Lord. I don't see no whammy, Lord. There. There's no melancholia there. There's no depression there. Because it is your spirit that sustains your infirmity, not your mind. Your mind can't help you. In Proverbs chapter 18, verse 14, he says, it's my mind. He says, my spirit will sustain me. Not my mind. Don't activate your mind before your spirit gets to receive from God. Let the first portion of you that receives word from God because God is spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth and because the words that he says to us are spirit and life, make sure it's your spirit that is born again that receives first. How? He says the first thing that every natural human being gets to do in Matthew chapter 10 verses 19 and 20 is to think first. We never hear God first. It's all natural. We think first. When there's a problem, we do what? We think first. We don't hear God. You don't sit down and say. Ah, oh, God, please talk to me. Uh, AT&T bill. I just got a lot. Talk to me. I haven't paid this bill. The mind says, how to pay the bill? Just cut him a check. I mean, come on, what are you praying about? 
Stop praying. Just go look for the money, man. Just pay the bill. Lord, help me. I need to hear from you. What are you hearing? They're going to cut. The, they, they, about to cut they gave you one hour. They're about to cut that line. Stop wasting time. Look for the money. Call Sister Sky to heaven. She'll give you the money. We think first before we hear. And God says, I want you to hear first before you think. Find a place where I can talk to you. Get yourself to a place where you can hear from me. Where your spirit can hear me. Where you hear a voice that may not necessarily be in line with what you would like to do. After two practices, you get to understand in John chapter 10 where it says, My sheep hear my voice. The voice of a stranger they will not hear. Sheep, when we become goats, we can hear. Cows don't hear. Goats don't hear. Cow and gates don't hear. Gotta be sheep. Mumu, sheep. <laughs> foolish. They look foolish. Sometimes you hear from God, you look foolish. The doctors think you're stupid. When they told me in the hospital, I said, you got the wrong man. She got a wrong man. Look, I can show you a report here on my phone. I can show you a report here. Evidence. This week, evidence. One of my physician guys wrote to me. This is, I'm having a number of physicians believe the word. Amen. Praise God. But wrote to me and he said, he said, my Ben's Jones proteins are zero. Immunofixation non-existent. Answered prayer. The Lord gave me a word for him that he has healed him. He sent me that by text. See. You're still with me? You shall praise the Lord somebody. He said, praise God, Benz Jones Proton Zero. My immunofixation non-existent. Everything gone. The Lord washed his urine of evidence of bone marrow cancer. Done. No more cancer. Cancer-free prognosis, only about 5% people survive for a five-year term. This guy, God has healed him. No proofs, no evidence. If there's any condition in your body today, the devil is telling you stuff. Get that word from the Holy Ghost. Hold on to it. Don't listen to no, no demon from the pit of hell. Because whom the Son, John chapter 8, verse 32, and also verse 36, whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Can you share praise, Lord, somebody? So, how do I get my body quickly? I mentioned two things in Proverbs chapter 18. Proverbs chapter 18, if you look with me. Proverbs chapter 18, right quick. Can you spare me one or two minutes? Proverbs chapter 18, are we there together? Uh, look at me at verse number 20. A, man, a man's belly shall be satisfied with what? The fruit, the fruit of his mouth. mouth. Uh -huh. And with the increase of his lips shall he. Okay, go ahead. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. What you say is what you get. Death and life are in the power of a tongue. You hardly ever hear me say I'm sick. It's not because of pride. I may be feeling it. I may be feeling my body is feeling crazy. But I'm not going to announce it for the devil. 
In John chapter 14, verse 30, Jesus said, you know, from now on, I won't talk too much with you because I'm about to enter a critical part of the ministry. The prince of this world come and he had no part in me. I'm not saying don't share. Please share with brethren so that they pray. But I mean, going around telling everybody, I'm sick, I'm coming down, I'm catching this, I'm catching. If you keep catching, you'll be catching it. I'm not going to catch any cold. I'm not. Why are you looking at me like that? Why you can't say it for yourself? Why are you looking at me instead of saying it for yourself? Because you know you just said it last week or last month. Amen? Tell somebody, I ain't catching no cold. In the name of Jesus. Amen? Because you just refuse it. Say, why? Because I say so. Because death and life are in the power of what I say. Whosoever shall say to this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and he shall not doubt in his heart that what he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. In Mark chapter 11, 23 and 24. So, first, my spirit on the how. My spirit must receive a word. My spirit must be clean, born again. My spirit must receive from God. That's the first point, number one. Because God is spirit, John 4, 24. Because the words he says unto us are spirit, John 6, 6 verse 6 to 3. So that, that spirit connect must be established all the time. It's like my power connect. You can't unplug yourself. So in the spirit, in the spirit, do I have any cable somewhere here? If I unplug anything here, it's going to affect the whole system. If I'm not going to do it. I know it took some time. I'm not going to touch nothing, I promise you. If you unplug the power source, everything here just dies. Down. Everything. Every, nothing. I mean, they're going to play this stuff. No sound, no nothing. No mic, mic, no nothing. One cable. One cable that connects to everything turns everything off. When you get unplugged in your spirit, you have turned off your system from the supernatural. You're not receiving, you're not hearing, no mic, no, no nothing, no earpiece, no nothing. You are disconnected. So you must stay plugged in. How? Born again, living holy life. Plugged in. Stay plugged in all the time. Because you say you shall receive what? Power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Now the Holy Ghost is going to go through that fact of you're being born again. That's your cable. Pain in the mind. Discipline my mind. So my mind will keep jumping up and down. Trying to, trying to be the best guy in town. Well, let me think it through. Let me, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think it. I'm trying to think it through. Mm. I don't know what's going on. That thinking process hardly ever leaves your spirit. By the time you're doing thinking through, you have watched them before. I'm telling you, stay awake to think of what? What are you thinking? What are you going to fix? Can you fix anything? Can you grow new cells? No. Can you produce money? No. Can you produce Why are you stay awake worrying about nothing, not sleeping at night? Sleep. Tell somebody sleep. sleep. No, I'm not telling what we're hours. Just sleep. Rest and then work after that. Because he should, they shall not work, neither let him eat. But you rest at night, sleep at night. From the hours of 12 to 4, you got to be asleep because the body is trying to rejuvenate. God put our body so the new cells will come, new organs will come, new things will happen in the body. Memories will be restored. Alzheimer's, zero, out the door. Cancer's out the door because you got to sleep and rest so the body can recuperate. What are you awake doing? Trying to figure out what? The one you've been figuring 10 years ago, what's the result in now? Don't let your thinking dominate your life. Let your spirit dominate your life. That's why Jesus came. That's why Jesus came. Once your spirit dominates your life, your spirit, how? How? By yielding more to God 
than to my mind. How? By making choices that cause me to surrender more to God than to my mind. Make a practice of that. And as you practice that, the voice of the Lord in, as it says in Isaiah 30 and 21, you will hear a voice behind you and it will tell you which way you shall go. And you will not be confused. You will know this is a word of healing. Let me tell you, in Matthew 8 verse 8, this guy said, I am not worthy. Don't come to my house. God, Jesus, don't come to my house. I know you heal. I know you deliver. But I'm not worthy for you to come under my roof. Speak. Speak the word only. And my servant, as you're speaking, will be healed at home. I got a problem. But don't come. It's not your person. Is that word that I need? Can you imagine that the Lord gave you a word today, this morning, that you're now healed, that your miracle has happened, that your breakthrough has happened, and that you take it and that you run with it. And when the centurion received that, he didn't argue. He said, for I'm a man under authority. I know the power of authority. And I have several servants under me. I said to one, go, and he goes to another seat and say, I tell him, do this and do that. I know what authority does with words. Give me that word. It's enough. May God cause us to receive a word this morning and this week that will get us going. So we're never afraid. We're never afraid of the reality of problems that we're dealing with. Because fear hath torment by itself. May God cause us not to be tormented anymore. May God cause us to be so happy. Because in Proverbs 17, 22, a merry heart doeth good like a medicine. May God cause us to rejoice today. To laugh at problems. To laugh at ourselves sometimes. To laugh at the situation. And to say like the woman who lost her son and still said, it is well. May God help us today and this week. And may God make this week different for us. May God make this week a new week full of signs, miracles, and wonders for us in the name of Jesus. May God shower his blessings upon us. May God surprise every one of us this week with miracles. Everyone going through a tribulation. Everyone going through a hard time. May God encourage your spirit today. May God strengthen you in the name of Jesus. Let's stand to our feet.